Hey everyone, it's Pacific. A few quick notes, and then this week's episode. First, we re- we revamped some of our Patreon. Nothing big, but we are now doing monthly behind-the-scenes videos, the first of which is coming later this week. Uh, we're also doing other things like ad-free episodes, a bunch of cool merch, t-shirts, posters, mugs, and more, uh, and you can even hear your name at the beginning of an episode, like these wonderful patrons. First up, Tom Sayer, Melissa Brown, DJ Dare, Ian Hagen, Samuel Brewis, Colby Heim, Stunk Beagle 666, Cass, Matt O'Halloran, Cole the Shark. Coincidentally enough, my cat is Cole the Cat. Christine Marland, Craig Hewitt, Daniel Kane, and Mask in the Rain. Thanks, guys. Your support means the world, and it keeps our show running. And without further ado, this week's episode. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number. SCP-4885. Object Class. Keter. Special Containment Procedures. Currently, it is only theorized that SCP-4885 is contained. To further elaborate, SCP-4885 is contained within an unknown Class 17 containment chamber in an unknown site. In the event that SCP-4885 breaches containment, Procedure Invenientium Eum is to be enacted, which consists of the following procedures. 36 Class 17 containment chambers are to be connected to an independent, self-driving vehicle. At all times, 216 inactive containment chambers are to be readily available in the case of sudden and unforeseen breach of SCP-4885's containment. One D-Class subject of stable mental health is to be submitted into the vehicle and driven into the system. A cryptographically secure, pseudo-random number generator is to choose a random number between 1 and 36, and the vehicle is to be transported to a containment chamber based on the number chosen. Each containment chamber has a single digital monitor that is capable of outputting video at 720p resolution. Once a D-Class subject is transported to a random chamber, a message is to be sent to every monitor simultaneously. This message consists of a current location of SCP-4885, delivered via an implanted tracking device. The GPS is only accessible by Level 5 personnel or SCP-4885 containment staff on need-to-know basis. After approximately two hours, each containment chamber is to be transported to a randomly designated Foundation site via self-driving trucks. The trucks are to be disguised as a packaging service in order to prevent suspicion. In the event an accident occurs during this stage, Procedure Inevianting Eum is to be enacted again. No personnel who are aware of SCP-4885's existence are to go within 100 meters of any Class 17 containment chambers. Several signs and warnings have been placed around each chamber, labeling it as Water Treatment Room, 
and that attempted access is punishable by immediate amnestization and loss of employment as decided by the Ethics Committee. These warnings tell personnel to report to a nearby automated site overseer of any leaks from the chamber, in which the person will be visually amnesticized by the overseer, and procedure in Enviant Eom will be reenacted. For more information regarding the composition of Class 17 containment chambers, please consult document 7631.00. Currently, SCP-4885-1 instances that are located via FAR2.AIC are contained within Location I. The whereabouts of Location I is only known to FAR2.AIC. Currently, FAR2.AIC is connected to 80% of CCTV security cameras within the United States and 40% of total CCTV security cameras on Earth. SCP-4885-1 instances discovered by FAR2.AIC will have specialized Foundation carrier drones to be dispatched and attempt to grab the body, carry it to Location I, using routes that minimize the chance of unwanted civilian interference. In the event that a civilian notices a drone and SCP-4885 breaches containment, the drones will send an all-alert message to SCP-4885's containment team, and procedure and enviance EOM will be enacted. In the event that Location I's whereabouts are discovered at large, the next personal location within document Paint the Town Yellow will establish the next Location I, and their immediate family will be notified of their death. Description SCP-4885 is an anomalous humanoid resembling the main character of the popular series of puzzle books, Where's Wally, known in the United States as Where's Waldo. This entails that SCP-4885 wears a horizontal red and white striped shirt, a red and white bobble hat, and jeans. However, a noticeable difference in the appearance from the character is the entity's paler skin and lack of eyes. In the event that subjects know of SCP-4885's current location at any given time, SCP-4885 will move to the nearest wall and begin to phase into it. SCP-4885 will appear inside of the subject and will reach up the esophagus and grab the subject's chin through their mouth. SCP-4885 will then proceed to pull themselves through the subject, destroying their internal organs and their spine. Once this has occurred, a yellow liquid will exit the corpse's mouth and will cover the subject entirely, which causes it to become an SCP-4885-1 instance. SCP-4885 will remain in its current location, occasionally patrolling the area until another person discovers its location once again. However, if SCP-4885 is close enough to the subject when they discover its location, they will instead approach the subject, attempt to climb into the subject's mouth, enter the abdomen, and exit their body through the subject's pelvis. During this time, SCP-4885 can easily dislocate or relocate any joint in its body, and its skin and muscle will gain the consistency of malleable solid, allowing it to easily climb into and out of a subject. SCP-4885-1 instances are anomalous corpses that were created by SCP-4885. The entire body of an SCP-4885-1 instance is covered in illustrations similar to those found in Where's Wally books. With many different characters appearing on the instance's skin, these illustrations originate from the liquid that exits the corpse's mouth. Currently, no instances of the cartoon character Wally have been found on SCP-4885-1 instances. 
These illustrations cannot be removed from the subject unless the skin it is placed on is removed. If a subject knows the location of any given SCP-4885-1 instance, SCP-4885 will teleport itself to the subject and kill them in the exact same manner as if they discovered SCP-4885 itself. This will also transform them into an SCP-4885-1 instance. Addendum 1 SCP-4885 was discovered residing in Wisconsin, within a small wooden house. Mobile Task Force Chi-19 Unrelenting Punishment was sent in to capture an entirely separate anomaly and did not know of SCP-4885's existence. Mic check? Yep, all good. Equipment check. Everything's working as intended. Ditto. Transcript number 67. We are entering the house. No one's talking to you, Melly. Nah, stop it. Now's not the time, Kurt. <laughs> right. Sorry. The group enters the house. Initial descriptions of the object were a pair of black spectacles capable of killing the user and covering their body in strange pictures from an unknown children's book. It was obviously where's Wa- stay professional. I just want to bring some life into M1's robotic speech. I'm trying to keep my job, Kurt. <clears throat> right. The group search the ground floor for the object and begin to go upstairs. Scraping noises are heard below them, but the group does not notice this. There's a picture on the wall. Huh? Yeah, looks weird. Looks like crayon. Take a picture. Already on it. Good. Think it has anything to do with the anomaly? Of course. It looks just like Waldo. Do any of you have an idea on where the object may be? Uh, I think it's in here. Which room is this? Um, bathroom? There's a toilet and a... a shower? Yeah, at least I think it's a shower. The room is circular, with a normal porcelain toilet at the other side of the room. There's a small depression in the floor, leading to a small drain. Strange. What kind of shower is this? There's a modified sprinkler on the ceiling. There's a switch on one side of the room that I assume would activate the sprinkler. Seeing as this house has been abandoned for several years, I doubt it would work. M3 activates the switch. Water begins to come out of the sprinkler. I stand corrected. Who is paying the water bill for this to work? Is it still hot? M3 touches the water, and immediately recoils in pain. Nah, it's scalding! Who is...? I have discovered the object. It was rested, uh, resting on the toilet. M2 is holding a pair of black circular glasses. The lens appear to be missing. Good. You know the drill. M2 carefully examines the object, checking for fingerprints or any traces of evidence. A small set of fingerprints are discovered on the temples of the glasses, which are revealed to be his own. Yep. These are the ones. I'll put these in a baggie real quick. M2 produces a plastic bag from a small container around their waist, and places the glasses inside. There's an inscription here. It's in, uh, blue crayon? Where? Over here, on the wall. The phrase is seen on the wall in crayon. This was definitely not here when we first got here. Should we just leave it be and tell command about this, or... It's most likely mimetic. Here, let me translate it. I have training. M2 takes out a small foundation-made translator and inputs the phrase. Uh, well, never mind. Doesn't appear to be mimetic. It says, The basement. The corpses from the child's book are in the basement. 
He is there too for... And then it cuts off. Hmm. Take a picture and we'll send it back. M2 begins to groan and holds their stomach. Are you okay? What happened? A set of fingers exit M2's mouth and grab their jaw. The hands push down, launching the jaw across the room. SCP-4885 exits M2's body. What the fuck? Both M1 and M3 begin shouting at SCP-4885. The entity charges towards M1 and shoves their fingers down the throat and begins crawling into the mouth by unhinging their jaw. The audio is abruptly severed. When the transcript was received by a nearby site, the site almost immediately went into lockdown as SCP-4885 killed most of its personnel. The O5 Council enacted an emergency meeting, and procedure Enenvient Eum was created. Shortly after this, the procedure was enacted, and SCP-4885 was theorized to be contained. All information regarding SCP-4885's location of discovery was removed via an automatic algorithm, and SCP-4885's file was created. Addendum 2 Note from the lead researcher, Andrew Pent Recently, I was alerted to the apparent danger of SCP-4885 and the corpses that it creates. Sure, we have procedure Inventium Eum, but there are presumably hundreds of SCP-4885-1 instances out there that we cannot contain at all. As even the O5 Council has stated, they do not know how to contain the corpses. Here's my proposal. I will require no D-Class, nor help from anyone. I will create an algorithm for drones and other machines to detect SCP-4885-1 instances, grab them, and deliver them to a specific location, which I will refer to as Location I. Location I, as far as any of you are concerned, will not exist. This Location I will be known to no one except for me, and me alone. I will establish Location I and the algorithm that I have created, and I will allow SCP-4885-1 instances to be dropped off at Location I. Any of you that know SCP-4885's effects know where this is going. Once Location I has been established and the algorithm is up and running, I will exile myself to a location that, as far as any of you are concerned, will not exist. I will cast myself to the forest, and I will wait for SCP-4885 to take me. Roughly three days after I exile myself, activate procedure Inventium AM, and do not go looking for Location I. If you're reading this, and you're not in 05, then everything that I just said has already happened, and this proposal was a success. No need to pray for me. Instead, pray that you never find Waldo. SCP-4885 was written by Westrin. Our host is John Grills. This week, our narrator was Pacific S. Obadiah. M1 was played by Claudia Amenabar. M2 was played by Jesse Hall. M3 was played by Atticus Jackson. And Andrew Pence was played by Michael Miller. Our music is by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons. And I'm your showrunner and sound designer, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producer is Tom Owen. And this is a bloody disgusting show. For more information, visit bloody-disgusting.com.
Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories if you're brave enough. (laughs) 